Welcome to From the Beginning, a podcast for kids to see how God has loved them from the very beginning and given us his word so we can know how we should live for God, love others, follow Christ, and make a lasting difference in the world. I'm your host, Seth York, and let's start where all good stories start from the beginning. Hey guys, before we begin, I wanted to mention a little something. Make sure to stay tuned till the end of the podcast because we've got some information on a little giveaway that we are doing. Our friends from 10ofthose.com have been so kind to send us some stuff that we can gift to you. It has been our desire that part of this podcast, we wanted to resource your families with some tools and some things that we use in our home that are particularly meaningful to us. And if you go to the website, if you get with your parents, you go to the website, 10ofthose.com, they have some of our absolute favorite stuff. We're going to be able to give away some of the tools that we use in our home, and hopefully it will be as meaningful to you as it has been to us. So hang on till the end, and you can hear how you can win some resources from 10ofthose.com. Stella, you've got a birthday coming up. Yes. When is it? On the 28th of this month. September 28th. How old are you going to be? 10. 10. But you haven't been 10 forever, have you? No. When you were little, did you say anything weird? Yes. In weird ways? Yes. All the time? Yes. Like what? I would say, oh, oh instead of um, oink, I would go, <laughs> like, I would yeah. like, act it out instead of just saying the normal yeah, oink. You, typical kid, you say, what sound does a pig make? And they would say, oink, oink, oink. But we would ask you, and you would like literally take on the face of a pig and go... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was very, very heartfelt. Jenny, on the other hand, right now, she's the two-year-old in our home. She literally thinks everything says... Moo. Moo. Because of Uncle Michael. Yes, her <laughs> Uncle Michael is so helpful to us as he is teaching her. What's funny is we can spend all the time in the world trying to teach her what animal sounds... What animals make what sounds, and he spends like five minutes with her and convinces her that every animal ever says moo. Yes, it's so, so say, funny. Yep, but and and you still have some trouble with some words, don't you? Yes. Like what? I say how instead of while, and <laughs> Pacific instead of specific. So you say how instead of while, but we've all kind of gotten used to it, and I don't even realize it anymore, but I feel like I'm doing you some kind of disservice when you go out into the world, and you say it to someone else, they'll look, probably look at you like, what are you trying to say to me? <laughs> so you're kind of laugh about this. Yeah, and you say specifically instead of specifically. I don't know why. Like, why are we talking pertaining to the Pacific Ocean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a problem my whole life. Yeah, it's okay. That's I know a lot of grown-ups that still get that mixed up. And I get words mixed up, too. Cool. Well, in today's story, there was a confusion of languages. There was a time when everybody was saying, talking the same language, and then, all of a sudden, no one could understand anybody else. Does that sound crazy? Yes. That would be, what would you do if all of a sudden you and I are in the middle of this podcast and then you just can't understand my words anymore? You can't understand mine. That would like, be I, wild. I'm speaking Portuguese. You're speaking 
Italian. <laughs> <laughs> At least they'd be romance languages. Yeah. Maybe we could figure it out. Well, these people, that was just totally foreign to them. So, yeah. Let's listen in, see what happens. Thanks, Stella. We find ourselves in a world after the flood. Noah's story had a very interesting end after the flood. You might want to go get your mom and dad and look more into that story. And maybe not. It's really wild. But in some, it reminds us that even the greatest people that have lived like Noah, they only point us to a need for a savior. There is no man that has ever lived that can do for us what Jesus did. And Genesis is showing us all along the way that even when we mess up, God still blesses us. Do you remember the command that God gave to Noah after they found themselves back on land? It was be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. That just means go have a bunch of kids and go all over the world. Well, all the families of Noah, they multiplied, but they found a place that they really liked. It was a plain, and they called it Shinar. And here at Shinar, they all spoke the same language. They really liked this place, so they decided to build a city there. They obeyed God's command to multiply, but they disobeyed God's command to fill the earth. They liked being together. They didn't want to be scattered. They worked together and they made bricks. Now, maybe this doesn't seem like anything fantastic to you, but with bricks, they began to realize all the stuff that they could do and build. And there was almost no end to the things that they, they could create with this creation, the brick. Their imaginations would have soared to new heights as they considered all that they could create with this life-size Lego type creation. They were so proud of themselves. Have you ever built something, stepped back, and just wanted everyone to see what you had done? Maybe you built an amazing Lego house or a rocket ship or painted some watercolor masterpiece. Well, the people of Shinar, they were proud of what they were doing. So proud, in fact, that they thought with these bricks, they could build a tower up to God. Have you ever wondered what heaven was like? Have you ever wanted to see God face to face? Well, they thought if they could take these bricks, organize themselves, and build a big giant tower, so big it would reach up into heaven, that that would get them to God. This presented a really big problem, or it revealed a really big problem in them. If you think you can build something that will get you up to where God is, you don't see God nearly as big as he really is, and nearly as powerful and special as he really is. And if you think you are so skilled that you could do something, anything at all, that could take you to the place that God created as a dwelling place for himself, 
The problem is you really think you are a lot bigger and better and smarter and stronger than you are. Now, you might be incredibly smart and incredibly good and strong and all those things, but God is so much infinitely more in all of those areas. And if we begin to think that God is like us, in reality, we are aspiring to have the attributes that he has, we really can find ourselves in a bad place. And that's where the people of Babel were at. You see, they didn't build this tower for God. They built this tower for themselves. They weren't trying to make God's name great. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They didn't want to build something that people would say, wow, just think about how great God is. They wanted to make something that would make people say, wow, look at how amazing those people are. And the reality is, in trying to get to God, they had mostly forgotten about God. God knew what they were doing. He could see it all. He could see their little city and all the people gathered in that city. And he could see the tower because he sees everything. But you know how the Bible described God seeing their little tower? It says, and God came down to look over the city and all that they had built. The biggest thing that they could ever come up with, the most amazing tower that was supposed to get them into God's place of heaven, God had to come down to see it. God took one look around and knew the condition of the human heart. He knew this was only the beginning of what the people would try to do together. They weren't over the earth like he had told them to be. They were all speaking the same language and God knew that nothing they purposed to do would be impossible for them. So soon they would completely forget about God and they would reject God. Knowing that our greatest need is to know God and be forgiven by him and adopted by him, God did something so that they would not forget him and they would not think about themselves only. God went down and confused their languages. All of a sudden, the brickmakers would have been speaking one language, while the brick bakers were speaking another, and the builders would have been speaking yet another language, while the brick carriers would have been speaking a totally different language than the bakers, the makers, or the builders. They would have been asking for one thing and gotten another. They would have said, go left, and someone would have gone right. There would have been absolute confusion. God turned their language into, well, babbling. Because they couldn't understand each other anymore, they would have had to stop their building. They had to leave the big city that they had built. They left that tower they once thought would get them to God, and they finally obeyed God's command to scatter. From that day and until now, people are separated by their languages. God knew that the worst thing that he could do for them was to let them continue 
in disobeying him. And even when he was punishing them, he was just setting a way for them to receive the blessings that he had in store for them. When God confused their languages, he named that place Babel because he turned their talking into babbling. But God was carefully showing his provision, his care, his grace, and his love, even in his discipline. So in sum, there are a few things that I want to make sure we take away from our story today. Even God's punishment, it enables his blessings to be realized, to be accepted and seen in our lives. God is so big and so good. Even his punishment for us when we do wrong is making a way for his promised blessings to be fulfilled. God would do that for his people in Genesis And he does that for us today. The Bible says that God disciplines the ones he loves. You know how you can tell whose kids belong to me? You know, I'm a dad. I've got four kids. And the ones that are mine, well, they're the ones that I discipline. I don't go around disciplining other people's kids. So when you are disciplined by God or by your parents, which is a picture of God's care for you, you can thank God. Thank God that you are loved, that you are known, you are seen. It might not feel like it at the time, but just think if God had let the people of Babel just keep on and end up forgetting about him. That wouldn't have been loving for God to let them go on. It was love that caused God to discipline the people of Babel. And finally, Here is some amazingly good news that we can learn from the story. You don't have to be able to build a big old tower to get to God. God has come to us. He has made a way for us to have a relationship with him. You don't have to know some elaborate trade or special skill. You just have to repent and believe. If you say about your sin what God says about your sin, that it's wrong, and you turn from that, you turn away from that sin, believing God, trusting Jesus to help you, you get right to God. The thief on the cross had no chance to do any good deeds, but God saved him. It wasn't because of what the thief did, it was because of what Jesus did. People may spend a lifetime doing good deeds, but they could die not trusting Jesus and they would be without salvation. But I'm so glad it's not up to me to make my own way to Jesus. The people of Babel were trying to do something very elaborate to get to God, but it couldn't be enough. And I can't do enough. I can't be good enough, smart enough, kind enough, or ever do enough to get to God. I just trust in what Jesus has done. All right, Stella, after having heard that story, any questions come to mind? Yes. Like what? What comes to mind? Do we know how tall the tower was? We don't know how tall the tower was. And just if anybody's listening at home, if you want to go read the story of the Tower of Babel, 
It's from Genesis chapter 11, and it's super short. So go read it, and you will learn everything we know about the tower. Well, I talked to a guy, and he thinks it would have been t- taller than the Burj Khalifa, the tallest tower that exists in the world today. Now, I think that's, I like to think about that because I think that maybe God did let them build something so massively large and he saw how problematic it would have been. He would have destroyed it. But the Bible doesn't exactly say how tall it was. Might have been tall for them. Maybe it was tall for all of mankind, for all of human history. I don't know. But we know the height of the tower wasn't the big thing and it wasn't that they almost got to God right it says he had to come down to see where it was so great question what else um do we know what languages the people's things or the people's speaking was changed to yeah so when you're asking when God confused the languages what languages were they they changed to or like what began yeah we don't know that either it's well we know how we gotten a lot of the languages that we speak today and they kind of transformed over time so at that time it's we couldn't say that it was the origin of all languages but we do know whatever happened the people there could not understand the other people there it what god came and confused the languages new languages began but we don't know which ones okay Cool? Yeah. Great questions. Thank you. Now we have one more thing, but before we get to that, we have our joke time. Cool? Yes. Are you ready for the joke? Yes. Okay, Stella. What do you call a deer with no eyes? What? No idea. <laughs> I've got a follow-up joke. Okay. All right, what do you call a deer with no eyes and no legs? What? Still no idea. <laughs> do you get it, y'all? <laughs> Are you, you expect them to answer you right now? <laughs> yeah, did you get it the first time you heard it? Yes. But it took you a second? Yes. Okay. Nobody had to explain it to me, but I figured. But I figured you just needed just a minute. Yeah. Those are the best jokes to me. At least those are the ones I like to tell the most. Yes. It takes somebody just a second to figure out what's going on. Yes. Cool. Thanks, Stella. Yep. Thank you. Before we started the episode, we talked about a little giveaway that we're going to be doing from our podcast. And if you want to be entered to win, you just need to get with your folks. uh, Or if you're old enough, you have social media, go and check out our social media channels. You can go find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be giving away something that's called Devotional Dippers, made by our friends at 10 That's the number 10, one zero of those.com. And these devotional dippers are super cool. They're little card type things that are inside of this tube that just give you a little devotional prompt that are perfect to be doing around the breakfast table, lunch table, dinner, 
you're sitting down for just a few minutes, it is a great way to orient your heart, your thoughts, your conversations towards the gospel, but without some massively cumbersome program or process that you have to do. It's a great way for us at a mealtime to talk about things of the Lord. Stella, have you enjoyed the devotional dippers? Yeah, they're really cool. And to show that you've done that one, they you can flip them over and it has a different colored side so you know that you've done that one. That's right. Yeah, so there's all these cards that fit in this tube and just like Stella's saying, you flip it over, the different sides have different colors so you know which ones you've done. We use them, we enjoy them, they're meaningful, they're helpful, and they're highly accessible. It's not a big process program that you have to get into, but it's helped us at the meal t- at our meal times to really think intentionally about the gospel. We're giving those away. So go to our social media channels, check that out, enter to win those things. We've got several to give away, the complete set from 10ofthose.com that we want to give away. If you don't have social media, one, we're super proud of you. I actually hope that you stick with that forever. Never get it. But if you don't have social media, shoot us an email. Let us know, and you'll be entered to win that way as well. We would love to get these awesome resources in the hands uh, of people that we've found helpful. If you need to send us an email, you can do so at ftbpodcast.com at iCloud.com. It is so incredibly meaningful for us to get to hear from you guys. We get emails with people sending us pictures of them drawing and listening to the stories, and that is so helpful to us. You can send recommendations for jokes to tell. If you want, you can even record yourself telling a joke and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. And of course, enter to win for one of these devotional dippers. So... Let us know. We'll see you out there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to another episode of From the Beginning. I'm your host, Seth York, and I hope you have had an awesome day. And I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, God made you. He loves you. And he has made a way for us to have a relationship with him. If you ever want more information on what it means to have a relationship with Christ, Talk to your mom, your dad, someone at your church, get with an adult, or shoot us a message at ftbpodcast at icloud.com, and we would love to connect you with someone who can help you know more about what next steps might look like for you in your walk with Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time on From the Beginning.